if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, get ready to grow purple tomatoes this summer. They get their color from snapdragons, and they're very high in antioxidants and extremely anti-inflammatory. I hear, I hear a theme song. Purple tomato, purple <laughs> tomato. I think that one's taken already. <laughs> Second, did you hear in honor of the Lunar New Year, Starbucks has added pork flavored coffee at stores across China? Ugh. Yeah, you can walk in and no. order a braised pork latte. I've heard that whole putting butter in your coffee is coming back. Have you heard yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a big thing. I now. think, uh, well, and then now Starbucks is serving um, coffee with olive oil in it no. as well. No. And finally, in the world of food, did you hear that movie theaters have stolen Disney's best idea? Collectible popcorn buckets. Hmm. We're talking ones like there's a Dune 2 version, a Barbie bucket, even a 1970 Dodge Charger-shaped bucket promoting Fast X. They all sold out last year. No kidding. So there'll be new types of buckets this year. Coming up, the huge difference our bus drivers make in kids' lives. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news! You know, bus drivers can make a huge difference in kids' lives. Take Larry, for example. He drives a school bus in Kentucky. And notice that when little six-year-old Levi got on the bus, he was crying. Larry asked him why, and Levi said, well, it's because it's pajama day, and I didn't have any pajamas to wear to school. So Larry dropped everyone off at the school rushed to the store, bought some PJs for Levi, and brought them back to change into. A lot of times, we're the first person after their parents leave that they see, and we're the last person they see before they go home. So we can make a big difference in a child's life just by saying good morning. That he's kind, and that his heart is filled with joy. Hmm. He was thrilled. He got to wear pajamas at wow. Pajama Day after all. What a bus driver. Isn't that awesome? That, Helping that is, a kid in need. That is great. Love that story. Are your kids' grandma and grandpa living nearby? Coming up, how that affects your health, Mom. Are your kids' grandma and grandpa living nearby? There's a surprising health benefit to you, Mom, if they do. Really? It keeps you from getting depressed. It works when not just your mom and dad, but your husband's mom and dad live nearby and can help in a pinch. According to brand new research, moms are less likely to take antidepressants if their child's grandparents are healthy and live close by. So be encouraged, Grandma and Grandpa. You play a vital role in your grandkids' lives. You ever see someone and you're like, oh my gosh, they look exactly like someone I know. I mean, it could be their double. That happened to me the other day. Someone I love a ton, my dog Marco. And my son sent me a video of a dog who's part of a ski patrol. He like gets out on the mountain with the ski patrol and he runs up and down the mountain going down the the slopes with ski boarders. He looks exactly, I mean, could be his twin, like Marco. So it was kind of fun. It was like watching my dog Marco. On the slopes, on and I ski thought, patrol. yeah, he would totally do that if he was. Maybe, a- maybe he knows how to time travel. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the newest generation of parents say these names are the new old people names? <laughs> Gen Alpha, you know, kids younger than thirteen. Okay, say the new old people names are Ashley, Amanda, Amber, Erica. And more. My daughter I mean, Amber's going to be. She's yeah, going to be so. Hurt. She's got the new. I've got an old person name. When you think about it from the perspective of a little five-year-old named Scar- Scarlet, who's gone viral for her opinion, 
It makes sense. Gen Alpha is full of Harpers and Madisons and Londons, Emmas and Olivias. She came home from school one day and said, hey, mom, my friend in class, he's got a dad name. (laughs) And the mom's like, who happens to be named Amber? Mom goes, what's the kid's name? And she's like, Josh. (laughs) It's a dad name. And it really makes sense when you think about it. This generation of parents want names that really stand out. And so the Ambers and Ashleys and that those names aren't as Mm. popular anymore. What's in a name? (laughs) We were talking about that little five-year-old that went viral for saying like, those are old people names, mommy. That's a dad name. Yeah, Josh and (laughs) Ashley. Well, I was talking to someone about how they got their name the other day. Yeah. It was fascinating. I can't wait. It's very unique. I'll Mm. tell you about it next. In case you were today years old when you learned about Gen Alpha, they're kids 13 and under. And they think that your name, mom and dad, is an old people name. <laughs> if it's <laughs> Ashley or uh, Amanda. I want to know or, what kind of funky names they have. <laughs> well, they're like Madison, Harper, London, Olivia, Emma. But those, those are, are their those generation's are, names. But those are like old people names, it's right? It's just got to be, it's got to have a twist. It's got to be more unique. Mm. And uh, anyway, so I was talking to this lady the other day. We were at this um, this radio conference and her name is Zena. And I said, I got to ask, where did your parents get that name? Which I just Googled it. It means hospital and hospitable and welcoming. Okay. And it's related to the Greek god Zeus. She goes, oh, easy. My parents were 15 when they had me. Whoa. They were hippies. Wow. And they gave me the name Zena. <laughs> and then I said, well, it's really cool. It stands out. And she said uh, her last name, I think she said her last name was... Um, Zapata or something like that. Zena Zapata. So all her friends, like when she played softball and stuff in eighth grade, it was Zizi. She was Zizi. Uh-huh. And um, and now it's so cool. One of her kids had, gave her a grandchild, and guess what her name is? Gramzy. Is that epic or what? I love that so much. Zena is a grandma, and they call her Gramzy. <laughs> So all you need to have to, to get a cool name is have hippie, hippie parents, parents <laughs> yeah. and then you will have a cool name. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Got much. It. Got it. You ever learn something new about yourself or your childhood and you're like, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> that happened to me the other day. I'll tell you what I learned next. I got the best advice from a friend of mine who lost her mom a couple of years ago. She goes, ask her a million questions, have her tell you every story over again because it's the worst feeling in the world when you think, oh, I'll just ask my mom. And you can't ask. I know that. And so one way to True. spur that on next time you go visit um, a loved one um, is get out old photos. And in this case, we got out the slide projector, <laughs> no which kidding. barely was working. I was going to say it's still operational. I was trying wow. to buy my mom a new one. My sister Rhoda was a dream. She like man, the little clicker was broken. Mm-hmm. So she manually put up each slide on the screen. Like you had to turn the little wheel, like mm-hmm. a, almost like a yeah, Ferris like, wheel. Yeah. So anyway, um, we were looking at these slides and it was great to get mom reminiscing and telling old stories But I learned something new about myself. I've never really truly knew just I knew a little bit. I knew hints of it, but not the depths of this fact about myself. And that is 
I was probably one of the ugliest babies you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking, I was taking pictures of the screen and turning them into photos on my camera roll. And I took a picture of myself and I, I texted my sisters and I put, poor mom, she gave birth to an alien. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it is, it's like a, a Seinfeld episode where if people came to visit me, the only thing they could say would be, Breathtaking. I mean, it is the ugliest baby. I no should post kidding. a picture. It's you bad. Totally oh, it's it so bad. And my mom was so sweet because she's a mom. You can't call any mom's baby ugly. <laughs> and th- what she came up with was she goes, No, honey, I was so grateful that I gave birth to a baby girl with brown eyes. I thought I'd never have a brown eyed girl. (laughs) All my girls have blue eyes except you. So that's how she came up with avoiding the topic that I was such an ugly baby. It was really, really bad. If mom says, no, 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 no. I was just happy to have a healthy child with 10 fingers and 10 Mm -hmm. toes. (laughs) Yeah. What are you saying, mom? (laughs) At least she, yeah, at least she didn't go. No, you had that cute baby smell, at least. <laughs> so bad. Or, or, well, I had your sister, so it was okay. And you guys do not try to be nice when I post a picture on social media. It is the ugliest baby you've ever seen, and enjoy you, you're gonna it. You're going to put it up there now? I will post it. All yeah, right. it's okay. really bad. <laughs> Taylor, did you post a picture yet? Yeah, I did. It's on the Kevin and Taylor page? Yeah. uh, The ugliest baby you've ever seen, but my mom loved me anyway, so I'm very grateful. So I don't don't have my phone. Can you show me me on your phone the picture? Let me see. Here's the alien that my mom gave birth to. Whoochie (laughs) mom! Wow! I told you! No one should try to be nice on social media. It's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm grateful that my mom and dad loved me anyway. And my mom came up with the line. No, honey, I was grateful I had a baby girl with brown eyes. Because all like my a, other babies are blue eyed. You ever see a football player when they're really hot and sweaty and they take their <laughs> helmet off? That's what your head looks like. Look how red I am. Oh, all you right. know what else no, is a I've, fun story? Yeah. That outfit I'm wearing. My mom was so sad that she had another girl. That she asked her mom to run out to the store and buy a blue outfit. (laughs) So my mom put me in blue, a blue dress. Okay, I have an idea. Here's what we need to do. Uh, We need to do a pick frame. You need to try to make that expression now. (laughs) No, I can't. Make that expression now and we'll do a pick frame side by side. (laughs) What's that that old song? You must have been a beautiful baby. Whoa, or not. (laughs) Wow. It's just bad. Like, what is up with my hair? It's just, it's really bad. I, I think Thank it's, God my parents loved me. Is it safe to say Glenn never saw that picture until after you got married? Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. That I could, just that, that could have discovered been a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think we wind up, you know, you have your baby pictures. You ever look at old people and see an old people baby picture? Like you see the old person and you see their picture and they're a baby. You wind mm-hmm. up reverting. You look very similar. Oh, great. Yeah, so, so this is what I have to look Glenn's forward to? That's Glenn's future right there. <laughs> that's what Glenn has Poor to look Glenn. forward to. <laughs> uh, that, you know what? On second hand, I thought I'm not showing him this photo. <laughs> so chores are just a part of life, right? You learn that as a little kid and it doesn't change at all when you're hashtag adulting. In fact, you have more to do. Um, so what about like the laundry, the cooking, the cleaning, what if you put a price on that, mm. a value each day? I don't know. Think of how much you would have to pay someone to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they asked people this in a survey. 
and people came up with $134 a day. Hmm. That would be almost $50,000 a year. And, and it makes sense. I mean, all the cooking, the cleaning, the driving kids to school, making sure they get to practice, shopping for groceries. It just goes on and on and on. So 50 grand sounds going to be a bargain. I know. I know. If you could afford to hire someone to do all that. Like, I'm working cheap. <laughs> Can't believe I'm going to admit this, but um, there's something I really miss in my life. And as soon as I tell you about this, Kev, you're going to go into full on push mode. You know how you are. Okay. You can be very pushy. I'll uh, tell you what's going me? on in just a minute. No. <laughs> Try not to be hurt by you just describing me as pushy, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm willing to hear what you have to yeah, say. Yeah, you are. Because once you hear what I'm about to say, you're going to go in like full on salesman mode. All right, great. Let's and that it. is, we had a big family dinner for my mom's birthday. Uh-huh. And my sister Suzanne has a little fluffy dog, little Eden. She's a Shih Tzu. Mm-hmm. Um, she had just like blow dried her hair. She was off this little cotton ball. Yeah. And then my uh, niece. Alyssa came down with her husband and they have a, oh, I think like a German pointer is what it's called. Okay. Um, she specifically got the dog so she'd have a dog to go running with her. Um, and her name is Willow. And I'm not going to lie. I spent most of the night on the floor with the dogs. <laughs> In fact, I threw a toy so many times for Willow. I think my sister got a little annoyed her nice new house. And I'm just like, have the dog running Romper all over the place. Yeah. So... I hugged those dogs so many times. Normally, I miss um, being around dogs. Normally, I would go full on like pressure, pressure, pressure. But mm-hmm. I think the dogs did the work. They did. I think the dog job well done, dogs. Like I can just like right now, I can almost like I can feel the oxytocin, like the the feel good hormones I got just from those by dogs. Remembering like it. I'm just like craving it right now. now. Ima- imagine uh, my wife and I got home from a four day vacation, walking through the door. And there was Marco. Uh, Where was Marco with his bone, his ears back? Kevin plays favorites, by the way, if you can't tell. No feeling like that in the world. Yeah. A dog walk when you walk through the door, they're so happy to see you. I told my husband, Glenn, the other day, I said, if I could bring Alex the Wonder Mutt back, I would like spend like inordinate amounts of money. You can't. And there's some dog in a shelter somewhere that needs a home. It's like, I'll never be Alex, but I'll try. I'll be a good dog. (laughs) (laughs) So are you scared of heights? Would you be, when people say like, oh, we went to the top of the Sears Tower, you're like, that ain't for me. Let's talk about that next. What is the highest up you have ever been? I don't mean like a plane. I mean, in a building. What what is the highest you've ever been? Like, if you've been in the Statue of Liberty, that's 305 feet up. That's, that's pretty tall, right? Space Needle in Seattle, that's 605 feet. The Eiffel Tower, right? That's 1,063 feet. So when I made mm. dinner reservations at the top of the Stratosphere, they have a restaurant in Las Vegas. It's called the Top of the World. It's 1,149 feet up. 108 flights. Boom, you go straight up. To this restaurant. That's where Tracy and I uh, had dinner the other night, and she is not comfortable with heights. Uh oh. And we had it's it's a gl- a glass walled rotating restaurant. So you cool. sit down at your table, and it keeps going really slowly around. So you wind up seeing all of Las Vegas. You see the Strip, and you see that's awesome out into the desert. You see all of it, right? Um, but she was. It took Tracy probably about ten minutes. To really feel like, okay, I'm I'm okay. Oh, wow. I'm all right. And she was doing okay 
Um, the first time a helicopter flew by the window, she was a little like, whoa. <laughs> we were like right in the flight path of these helicopters doing tours, nighttime tours of Las Vegas in the valley. Oh. And they would fly right by, <laughs> like probably 50 yards from the window. Did the elevator ride take your breath away? Like was like, oh, I No, can that feel. was inside. They saved the view for the top, so you really don't but feel it. you didn't it. feel anything? But okay. Why didn't the guy tell us it goes 20, 21 miles an hour is how fast the whoa. elevator goes? But you really didn't feel that. Um, That's crazy. Here was the freaky part. We're eating dinner and lovely dinner, and all of a sudden, somebody just boom flies by the window. What? Tracy's like, someone just flew by. I said, they're bungee jumping. She said, you got to be no, kidding me. Oh, I couldn't do it. I nope. said, yeah, uh-huh. I'll show you after after dinner. We'll walk up there. You can go up one more flight to the observation deck. And sure enough, you get out there, and there are people bungee jumping, and they've got a ride that it's like this big, I don't know, convertible car, and it tilts. It tilts upwards and you're looking straight down and goes straight like you're like going to fly off the side of the building. Okay, here's the big headline of this whole story. After your wife was that scared in the enclosed glass restaurant, I can't mm-hmm. believe she went up there. She would not go over to the rail. She wouldn't go over to the rail. And I went over to the rail and I put my hand on the rail and it was like a giant tube. And they don't tell you this, but it rotates so when you put your hand there and you lean on it, you start moving forward and you're like, whoa, <laughs> there's like a little fence after that. There's no way you could fall okay. off from that. But it does give you a very unnerved feeling for a minute. Wow. But <laughs> yeah. The rest of the rest of the time, rest of the meal was dominated by the conversation. I could never bungee jump off of a building. I wouldn't bungee jump off of a two story building, much less 108 stories. I couldn't do it. It yeah. was crazy. You'd have, I'd have to give someone permission to push me, and I don't think I could give that permission. <laughs> what is the highest you've you've ever been? Like I was saying, Tracy and I uh, ate dinner the other night at a restaurant called Top of the World. It was what the building's one thousand one hundred forty nine feet high. You've been to the top of the Sears Tower, right? Uh, I think as a kid, yeah. yeah. And then Eiffel Tower. The the Sears Tower, I think, is just Google it. Uh, 1400 feet high. So that, that's a little, that's a little higher, but would you feel like Tracy, she felt uneasy for like the first 10 minutes that we were there sitting right on the window, like looking it, out like, Rrr. that doesn't you, really bother me. My sister, Suzanne has a really hard time. Like she doesn't even want to climb like a little lighthouse. Like that's too high for her. Mm. She has an extreme and you should have seen her when we were kids on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Oh, she was so nervous. <laughs> Did she kind of want to go out to the edge of it, like on a belly crawl? Probably, yeah. 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 She went back with her family. She's got three daughters and went back years and years later. And I think she's doing better now. Yeah. But when she was younger, it well, was rough. Trace, when we went upstairs to the outdoor observation deck, she wasn't the only one. There were plenty of people that were staying by the mm-hmm. wall, not walking out to the rail. To look over. One of my favorite things I've ever done is a thrill walk in Switzerland. I've posted Mm -hmm. videos on the Kevin and Taylor socials where um, you're walking on glass and you're looking down at this cliff that is it it definitely takes your breath away. You're definitely like, whoa, if that glass wasn't there. (laughs) <laughs> this would not be a good situation. Where, did it take you a minute to walk out on the glass? Were you like, mm, I don't know about bit. this? Like, it's just like, yeah, your stomach is like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I know my brain knows I can't fall, but my stomach doesn't. Huh. Hey, if you're trying to learn something new, it might help if the information comes from someone you really like or admire. Hmm. The human brain is programmed to retain knowledge when it comes from someone we favor, according to brand new research. And it works in reverse. 
if someone you don't like very much is trying to teach you something, mm-hmm. eh, you're not likely to remember it. That makes sense. It. I mean, that's the, the whole idea of an influencer, right? Yeah. It's I, someone you like and you follow and you want to see their content yeah. and then they influence you. And if you just think back to your own childhood, if you had a teacher who was super kind or funny or likable, you were more likely to remember what he or she taught you. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot of pressure on teachers. Yeah. <sighs> Do they like me? Hey, Mikey. (laughs) So I know as a dad, you will do anything to try to give your kids a little bit of a a leg up, a little bit of 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 a push to have a successful life as an adult. But what if I told you all that focusing on SAT scores and helping with their homework? You shouldn't do that. You should just focus on your looks to help them in life. We'll we'll talk about it next. Yeah, no, crazy, right? So think about your parents. Would you describe your parents as attractive people? Were your mom and dad good looking? Because that can have an impact on you and how much money you've made. They did this study to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To find out the economic impact of having good looking parents. And this made me think, too, of like all the stuff that we do as moms and dads to try to give our kids a leg up on SAT scores. Or maybe you think your kid's going to get a, a scholarship for, I don't know, softball. So you take them to every softball camp. You have a private softball coach. You're doing all this stuff to try to help them be successful. And maybe what you should be doing is focusing on your own looks. Why would your parents look have anything to do with your success? They did not in this article make the connection That's why. so bizarre. But they're saying that children of parents who are identified as attractive make way more money than people who identify their parents as average looking. So they're saying people with good looking parents make more money than people with average or not good looking parents. So you might want to call your parents. <laughs> this is the weirdest like, study ever. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. <laughs> you should have gotten your hair done more often or something. I don't. I don't know. They didn't it's even... not your perception of your parents' looks. No. It's whether society thinks they were here's good looking. What, I'll, I'll, I hate to read stuff to you guys, but here's literally what it says: the offspring of physically attractive parents tend to make more money over the course of their working lives than kids of regular-looking or unattractive parents. A new study finds. more per year on average. All right. Well, let's look up Warren Buffett's parents and see if they were hotties because they must have been quite the lookers. Maybe a confidence thing or something. Maybe if you thought you're. I don't 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 buy any of this. I'm literally Googling Warren Buffett's parents. Well, then think of like of siblings. Like, I don't care what the parents look like. Some some of the kids will go and, like, blaze a new financial path and make more money than, than their siblings could have dreamed of. And then somebody on the other end is making way less. Same parents, but one's making more and one's making less. Right? All right. I would not define Howard and Lila Buffett as good-looking, like... Yeah, but is it one of those Hollywood nine, style. Is it one of those 1920s pictures? Like, does he have a handlebar mustache? Uh, no, but it is a black and white photo from their wedding. And there's another one with them and little baby Warren. I don't know. Does this, does this mean <laughs> that so like David and Victoria Beckham's kids are going to be the richest people in the world one day? Apparently. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. What if someone found a love letter you wrote to your other half long after you were gone? Would you be, would you blush a little bit? Let's talk about that next. So you're in the mood for a, a very moving love story. This is really quite precious. I, you probably heard by now about the death of Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. Well, his wife 
Yulia is thinking of taking up his baton and 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 working in in opposition in his place. And she was reminding everyone that she didn't get married to a promising lawyer or an opposition leader. She married a young man named Alexei. Hmm. And his very last post, uh, Alexei Navalny's last post on Telegram before he passed away was a Valentine's message for his wife. And he wrote, babe, you and I have everything like in the song. Cities between us, airfield takeoff flights, blue blizzards and thousands of kilometers. But I feel that you are there every second and I love you more and more. Mm. What a, wow. a sweet sentiment that she's got to be clinging to in addition to all the love he showed, showed her their whole marriage. Mm-hmm. And how brave of her to take up that baton from yeah. him. So wow. I just thought that was just the most moving love story. I wanted to share it with you guys. We're talking about love stories on the show today. And uh, you know what I got when I arrived home from my hometown of Jupiter, Florida to visit my mom for her birthday? There was a Valentine's card from my mom. Uh, you gotta love snail mail. Um, and she sent me, I feel so honored. I don't know if all the daughters got something like this because she's got five girls. Um, there it was a Valentine's day card she had pre-purchased for my dad Aww. and she sent it to me. No kidding. And it's this little boy and this little girl in black and white kissing. And, mm. and she said she had, she had, my dad died on January 3rd mm. and she had already bought his Valentine, Valentine card. card. Um, this is a year, you know, he's mm-hmm. been gone over a year and I'm, I'll never throw that away. Wow. That's a keeper for sure. I'm getting choked up just telling you guys about it. That's uh, not only sweet that she bought it for him over a month ahead of time back yeah, then, but yeah. that she shared it with you. That's really yeah. cool.